All right. We'd now like to welcome on to the Call to Action podcast, Indians right-handed pitcher and Ball State alum, Zach Plesak. Zach, how are you? Thanks for joining us today. Dude, I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, I guess first, what's what's been uh, what's been going on with you? I know uh, we have had a delay to the MLB season, so kind of just want to pick your brain on on what you're doing to to start off the the podcast a little bit. Yeah, dude. Uh, just been hanging out, really. Just like doing my my training. It's kind of slowly started to build back up since the spring training had ended. You know, it was a time period where like there was nothing really going on. Didn't have any games to really look forward to. So there was, you know, the training and the throwing kind of pulled back on the reins a little bit just because you didn't need to be ready anytime soon. And now moving forward, you know, it's like hearing rumors and ideas of when we're going to be playing games. And it's like, you know, it's starting to pick back up to where, you know, we're getting closer back to game ready like we were. So right now for me, you know, I've just been hanging out. I'm in Cincinnati. My agent's out here. He's got a gym out here. He got some catchers coming. Um, you know, whenever we need them. So I've been throwing bullpens, just really staying ready. Do waking up, taking the morning slow, getting some food, getting to the gym, hanging out like all day, and then coming home, eating some dinner, and hanging out and repeat, dude. So I know uh, I'm sure you've been hearing the same rumors that we have. Can you can you touch on those a little bit, and and when can we expect to maybe see you guys back on the field? Yeah, dude. That's I can't really give like a date. Um, you know, we we really are out of the loop just as much as a lot of the fans are because, you know, we're waiting on confirmation from the upstairs, you know, and stuff like that. But I think, you know, it looks like there's going to be a spring training, I think. Um, they have to do that. So it's going to be at least three weeks. So that, I think, makes, makes it easier for us players, you know, not to feel as pressured to be ready by a certain date rather than, get, you know, get where you need to be as if you were coming into spring training, which is kind of what the offseason is for. So it's kind of just continuous with that. But looks like we're going to have a three-week spring training period, which might be like sometime in May, and then start games hopefully by June and just play as many as we can. Um, not sure if it's going to be in Arizona. That's kind of the push right now just because of the, uh, you know, just having all those stadiums out there and all, everything and the two extra and everything's close together. So it makes it easier to play more games. Um, you know, like in Florida, all the stadiums are spread apart. So, uh, you know, now you see the letter about Florida opening up baseball as a necessity and all this kind of stuff. So, dude, who knows what's going to happen? You know, it's yeah. kind of just like a waiting game. Right? Yeah, I was watching uh, Sports Center last night, and they showed a clip of Trout talking about, like, you know, if you guys all play, like, people have to stay in hotel and then just, like, come over yeah. to – what, what's, your, what's your take? Uh, I know he said, like, there's no way because – he was expecting a kid and like you're gonna have family and all that like yeah. what's your take on that are you more on the side of hey I just want to get out there and start playing or are you looking at those other factors I mean dude I'm, I'm just trying to play some baseball you know like that's like what I'm here to do that's what like I chose to do it's like you know sacrifices I've made up to this point even you know through my whole life and even just in pro ball itself and it's like this is going to be one year we got to deal with this or one year we have to go through this you know this thing that might be inconvenience so to say but at the same time it's like dude just go through it you know like anything else you've had to sacrifice or go through to get to this point in your career and just own it you know what i mean wear it you know and if you're away from your family i mean you knew that going into this career you know what i'm saying get a different job 
You know what I mean? So it's like, dude, we're here to play baseball. If they say we're ready to play baseball, dude, there shouldn't be anyone backlashing on why we're playing baseball now. You know what I'm saying? We're just get out, play some games, let's let's get moving. Yeah. Are you all right, go ahead. Go ahead, Jeremy. Well, I was just gonna touch on uh, you know, you talk about the sacrifices made and everything. Um, you know, talk about just your journey uh to get to the big, to get to where you are right now. Yeah, I mean it's it wasn't easy for sure. You know, out of high school I was uh, a receiver for football and you know I obviously wanted to play baseball too and I was an infielder though you know so I was more the athletic like position player I guess so you know I was looking at a place where I could go do that you know and um, ended up hitting 90 like as a junior and so like that kind of created some buzz next thing you know I'm a pitcher and I choose to go to Ball State you know at first wasn't my number one school of choice and um go through go through that journey you know go through a lot of ups and downs man it's like you know I learned a lot about myself my freshman year I'm with a bunch of older kids so you know you kind of had to tighten up you know right away you know so then I go through an injury I have as a junior the my draft year and um you know just battling through that and then going through the rehab and then getting out to Arizona which is a new unfamiliar territory um finishing school you know just trying to get make sure you it's not even like it's a plan B, you know, I don't look at it, at it like that. You know, I just had an unfinished task like set for myself. So I'm like, I'm going to, I have an opportunity to get it finished. I'm going to get it finished. You know what I'm saying? There was never a plan B. So like, I'm just trying to get the most out of myself, you know, reach my fullest potential. So then I go and do that and just always like looked at the positives, man. You know, you go from that. Then I get to pro ball. I wasn't going to pitch anymore. You know, I was like, I'm done doing this. I'm finally healthy. I can do everything. I'm like, I'm trying to put in work in the gym every day, take a million swings a day, feel the 2 million grounders. You know what I'm saying? Like I was willing to do anything. So, um, I wasn't, you know, satisfied with how I was pitching and it was, was not as fun for me as, you know, I guess I was expecting it to be. So I went, you know, my player development coordinator and told him I'm not having fun. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to work every single day. And I could, because I'm a perfectionist, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I would do something until the street lights turn off at, like, 2 a.m. You know what I mean? It's just like, dude, I would – that's just kind of how I go about my stuff. But, uh, you know, then go from not wanting to pitch to finishing that season in double-A, starting the next season in double-A, and then a month month into the season we're in the big leagues, you know? So it's, it's kind of like a quick – it's almost like I've had these life um, – like moments where like I've had to like kind of choose which way I want to take it and it was like quick quick um, result yeah and, and you also mentioned uh, you have mentioned before uh you know you're you're down to like your last your last dollars when you when you yeah. your day. like just talk yeah. about that and just the struggle I, I don't think a lot of times people realize how hard it is you know you, oh, you yeah. get drafted and you make it to the minors yeah. but after that it's it's a lot of hard work no, yeah, I mean, so I was picked up, yeah, in twelfth. They paid me a hundred grand. You cut that in the taxes, it's like sixty-two thousand, which is like, dang. For me, I'm like, I see that go to my account. I'm like, God, <laughs> I'm gonna buy everything, dude. That's like sixty grand, which isn't like anything, you know what I mean? So like, I have that money. It's supposed to last me all the way, basically, until I get to the big leagues, because when you get paid in the minor leagues, it's nothing. So. I wanted to finish school. I was living with like three other roommates and they were just kind of like in the way of what I wanted to do, you know? And I felt like I was kind of accommodating myself based on around their needs. So I spent most of that on, a, on an apartment in the Litchfield Park, Arizona, 
just to have my own place away from things so I can like have that peace of mind and just my own space and wouldn't have to worry about no one, you know, it's like all on me. So I spent most of that money on like a year lease um, and then a new car, you know, cause I didn't have even have a car. I was driving a Mercury Sable in college with like four different rims and stuff, dude. So like <laughs> that wasn't going to work anymore. So, um, you know, I get a couple, like, you know, a used car, nothing even nice. And then I'm living there. And next thing you know, it's like a year and a half, two years goes by and I'm living in um, Playa Vista for the off season. I'm working at LA Fitness. You know, I'm like trying to just like, I'm working the front desk, dude. So I'm just trying to make anything I can just to like, you know, help pay rent. Um, yeah. And I was in Arizona at the time training. I was going to stay there for the off season. And dude, I didn't even have enough money to get home on a plane ticket. So I pawned off my car that I had and lost almost everything on it, dude. And whatever money I had from that, I took home with me for that off season. I'm driving around my mom's RAV4. That time was all like, you know, cracked windshield, no threads on the tires, bro. I'm in Northwest Indiana driving in the snow, like to my workout <laughs> every single day, you know what I'm saying? With no car, only the money I had from what I sold. I got nothing to sell for myself. I'm driving my mom's car. She's a nurse. So I'm like dropping her off at work you know, and then in the morning and taking whatever. So then spring training comes, you know, and it's like I had 50 bucks in my account, dude. I had nothing. So I, it literally got me through that whole off season. And then, um, yeah, shit happened, you know, excuse me, but really fast. It's, you know, in a month within that next season was, like, so, you know, you're in the big leagues and then, you know, big league checks or whatever you want to call it. It's like, dude, you, you had to go through those, those super lows, you know, where it's almost breaking point. Type yeah. feeling, and then it's like everything switches quick. Yeah. So what? What was that? Let you go one, one second. I just say that all ties together from kind of that first question of you're you're just ready to play baseball. I mean, you've you've clearly everything you just said. You've poured everything you have into this. Yeah. So when they say go, I, I just want to tie it all back to that. Is that like there shouldn't be any issue like just go for it so i'll let you go there but i just thought that all that tied together just shows how important getting out there playing and and getting this thing going uh means to a lot of people yeah definitely no i guess uh you mentioned hike i guess how fast it all came for you do you have like a a moment that you remember that you're like oh shit like i'm here now like i I've, i've made it um I think I really noticed that it was the all-star break this last year. It was in Cleveland. Um, I'm like sitting behind home plate at the home run derby. I'm in a uh, suite for like the game, you know, and like I'm meeting people that like, they're outside of the network of like my team, you know what I'm saying? So I'm meeting like not only good players, but the greats around the league, you know, these different events and just kind of going through stuff that was happening there during that time. I was like, wow, like, dude, this is like it, you know, this is what living in the, being in the big leagues feels like to live. So like, I think the all-star break really was um, definitely one of those, one of those times. And then just going through like the pennant race, you know, it was like, you felt the buzz of like the game, you know what I mean? Like it was so crazy how surreal, like being a fan of the game, dude. And then you like see those guys do it. And then you actually are living and experience it. It's like a different buzz. It's like, I don't know. It's super cool. It's like, it's like an all time adrenaline dude. you wake up with. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, insane. incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, and you said that moment kicked in. When when is the first moment or some things that you kind of uh, realize like, 
other than the all-star break, like, Hey, this I'm, I'm, I'm I'm a starting pitcher in the big leagues, like yeah. that first plane ride or whatever it may be. Yeah, dude, it was. I mean, that is like, you know, the first time I rode on a plane with the team was, you know, I come from, you know, the minor leagues, dude, you get, you're riding these buses that are packed to the back. You know I mean? You're, you're, you're sharing a seat with dudes. You got their bags. You don't fit under the bus. So they're in the bus and your foot's laying over it or whatever. <laughs> You know, and then I go there, even in AAA, though, you got, like, a sleeper bus, which is cool, but you're still on a bus, dude. You're driving for, like, 15 hours, and then, you know, you hop on a plane, dude. I got my own row. Like, they're serving me food. I'm like, dang, like, you guys don't have to do this. You know, just ask me if I need a drink. I said, no, thank you. Shit, come on. You know, I'm like, <laughs> all right. I'll get, you know, it's like, dude, it's just, like, stuff like that it was really cool. And just, like, you know, the hotels and, um, yeah, man, it. Yeah, it started getting, you know, once the media starts picking up, it's like your first, like, couple starts, or your first start, you know, the media's there, and then just because it's your debut, and then you got to earn your, you know, you, you can you can start to sense when, like, you're, it's more buzz, you know, more different people come and talk to you, it's more, more recordings and cameras, and you're like, dang, like, dude, like, you know, people care to hear what you say after you do what you do, and it's like, I don't know, you hold yourself, like, accountable, you know what I mean, you tighten up even, it's like you grow just instinctively well yeah I mean not to even mention I mean after that first start obviously you have a lot of buzz but you I mean continually had success throughout the 2019 year I think you were eight and six uh your first yeah. year so I mean just talk about having that success a little bit and maybe one of those moments on the mound where you you felt you know you belong yeah I mean it, I started off hot you know I was no one had a scouting report on me I was like the most confident I'd ever been, dude. I've just been dominating down in double A and triple A. I'm, I'm feeling great, dude, you know? So every, I'm willing dudes out even. My stuff was like, okay. And then, you know, guys started getting a, a report on me and started making their adjustments. And I had like a couple starts where they were like, a little like shaky. You know what I mean, they weren't as good as I, I hoped they'd be. And it was like, I was started up hot. I kind of was like right in the middle and I had a choice to make. I could either sink dude, or I could figure it out. So I had to make some adjustments um, and then picked it back up at the end of the season, you know? So like, yeah, I think just like, you know, looking to keep improving, you know what I mean? Just really, really helped the rest of my season pan out. No, I remember um, talking to Jeremy before this. Uh, I remember you had, you guys had a game in Anaheim. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a, 10, 10 o'clock start, I think, and uh, I don't know why. I must have been lonely that night or something, so I yeah. stayed up and, and watched, <laughs> watched the game. And you yeah. had, you, I think you had a complete game, four-hit shutout. Dude, it was right before that, actually, was, I think, the breaking point. It was the game of my start before that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I had, like, it was, like, two starts in a row that went that went not my way, I guess. You know, we I don't even think we lost both of them, but I just didn't have, like, the good of a start as I had hoped. And um, – I was just with Clevenger. We were flying into Minnesota, and we were talking in the hotel room. And he's like, "Bro, he's like, you know, basically, he's like, you gotta tighten up, man. Like, if you if you want to keep doing this, like, you gotta, you know, start making adjustments, whatever, whatever." He's talking out. He had to go through it. I mean, he his rookie season wasn't as good as he, you know, hoped it'd be in different games. And he's like, "Dude, I had to make a decision, kind of thing." And dude, it was crazy. We had this like real heart to heart. And then the next game, I was pitching to Anaheim, and I threw a complete game. And I was like told you man you know like, <laughs> we're doing this yeah. yeah so yeah no it was uh it was pretty cool dude it definitely like 
yeah, just talking with him and just kind of understanding, dude. Like, I mean, it's, it's not easy, obviously, dude. Everyone be doing it. And, you know, you got to keep looking to improve, but you never made it even when you made it, you know. So, like, dude, he just kind of gave me this little little talk, dude, and it really sparked it. So, yeah. And, and you clearly have a, a great relationship uh, with – with Clevenger uh, and and I know uh, probably Shane and and a lot of other guys. Just you you touched on it a little. Uh, how many of those talks between you guys, you know, like the heart to heart, like the hey work on this. I know you guys joke around and I mean your teammates after all. But how many how many talks do you guys have during the course of a year? Who are some of those guys that you really lean on in the clubhouse to get you through tough times or to, to go to for for leadership being such a young player? Yeah. I mean, um, when I first got there, it was like TB, Trevor Bauer, and Clev and Beebs. They were like, they're the ones who really took me in as being starting pitchers and guys, you know, who had been through a lot. You know what I mean? And Clev, when he broke the scene, he was breaking a rotation that was probably the best in the league for yeah, sure. At the time. And, you know, he had to earn his way and, fill a role and then you know Beavs last year broke in a rotation that was like dang how do you you know so then I knew Shane and I had been you know talking to coordinators around our organization who had told me that me and Clevenger you know it's very similar personalities or the same type of people you know high energy passion to win you know just will to just like get better and work hard and so like I was excited to meet him and you know I first get there and Beavs is you know doing his thing and it was like really easy for me to just go to bees and look for advice and seek his help for, you know, just guidance. And so then me and bees and I met Clev and we were um, locker mates. So we not locker mates, but we had lockers next to each other. So like we were just chilling all the time. So, you know, it started there and then just guys take me under their wings. Dude, it was really cool. And, you know, I couldn't play that, that timid, like new guy vibe, like the whole time, you know, I had to fill a role and dude, when we were winning, like we were in a, we're in a race where I couldn't go out there. I had to show confidence, you know, and which me going out there showing confidence and like not acting like I'm supposed to be here, but like carrying myself with that chip on my shoulder, it kind of got me some, got me in like some heat with some, some players for sure, dude, you know, like thinking I'm the young guy coming in here and I'm like supposed to be here and I'm walking around like <laughs> with my head up, you know what I mean? Dude, there's, I mean, dude, I had to go through that, you know, and, even just talking to Clev, how he said he was afraid to do that when he was a rookie. And that's why he thought he struggled. And, you know, he is the one who really helped me, like, not feel like that as a rookie. And, you know, I had my struggle where I start, literally started to feel like that. And that's when I started struggling. You know, there's, I started worrying about guys, worrying about me carrying myself like that. And that's when my performances started slowly, like, you know, just weren't as good as I wanted them. And I got that chip back in my last – my best – you know, some of my best starts were at the end of the season. So against the Nationals and, you know, teams like that, Anaheim. And so, like, I think that really helped too, you know, and um, just going through that, though, and just trusting, like, who I am and, you know, as a person and knowing I'm not walking around like I'm tr I'm supposed to be here and I'm the man. It's more like, dude, I got to carry this chip. I got to have confidence. And, so, like, I'm going out there. I'm the one, you know, that has to go out there and, and will my way to get guys out. You know what I'm saying? I can't, like, rely on everyone else. I got to make the pitch and whatever, whatever. So, you know, I think, you know, guys finally they ended up, like, understanding, you know, that that's not what I was trying to do and whatever. And so, obviously, it's all love. I have a great relationship with all those guys. And, you know, great leaders on the team, like, 
um, Kipnis and Lindor and, um, you know, those guys, Roberto Perez and, you know, they and Crooked Crasco, those guys, they really, like, you know, helped mold me. And it's, you know, I'm thankful for them for sure. Well, baseball is so interesting, kind of going back to what you were talking about, having that swagger. It's so interesting because as much of a team sport as it is, I mean, you have to go out there individually and face guys, I mean, 27 guys at least every night on your own. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, just talk about, like, what, what your mindset is going into, you know, those big at-bats or, or those, those big moments to kind of, you know, where you're going to, I guess, lock in, I guess, is, is, yeah. is the best word for it. Just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's – like you need the confidence, you know what I'm saying? And I think there was a point in time where, like, my confidence, since I had that, it upplayed my stuff, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, I think that confidence just comes from, like, finding just, like, your flow, dude. Like, you're just so, like, aware of your mentally, like, physically, you're so, like, understanding of who you are and what you're trying to do with yourself. And just, like, when you put it together, it's almost like it's not as, um, I guess, pressured to, like, make the game not it doesn't make you tighten up I guess you know it's like more of you're so present you know what I mean you're so like into your own whatever whoever you are so like it's more of just finding your flow you know and I think just that carries consistency you know just being understanding of what I'm trying to do and what I'm my plan of attack is and my strategy and you know and um just so like locked in and understanding of that just helps me like take the pressure off and be more present you know absolutely outside of the and I know you said all the guys helping you in the locker room and the vets and bringing you along I'd have to think that uh, your uncle uh, I mean yeah. your uncle pitched for 18 years in the big leagues uh, Dan Plesak for those listening that don't know um, what I'm sure he's had um, you know, uh, a role in, in helping you along throughout all these years what has he meant to you during your, your development throughout the years and having been someone in the, that had such a long MLB career, um, kind of the things that he taught to you, talked to you about prior to you getting to the bigs, you know, up through mm -hmm. college and everything. Yeah, he, he's played a huge role in my life, man. It's like even the role he played that he didn't know he played when I was young, you know what I mean, just looking up to him and just like how he carried himself, you know, just stuff like that as someone who I wanted to be like as a young kid. And, uh, just going through college and, you know, choosing – like it was more about the type of person you want to be and how you deal with adversity and failures and less about pitching mechanics or how to get dudes out. You know, like when I was choosing an agent, I'm in college, right? Or maybe I'm in low at the time. I'm actually in low at the time. And I'm like, I'm like, dang, I don't know if like, I might want a new agent. I don't know if I want an agent. I don't know what's going on. You know, I just want like a bunch of cool shoes and like whatever else. You know what I'm saying? So like, I wasn't really sure. And he's like, dude, like, you know, stuff like, you know, that's, that's the wrong thing to even be thinking about right now. You know, you should be thinking about going out in that field and dominating on that field. Cause that's the only way you're going to get anything anyway. You know, it's things like that. And, yeah. you know, when I was at a low point, him just telling me like, it's it, from, from outside looking in, looking at him and his career. It's like, dude, you did it. You figured it out. You did it for 18 years and it, you know, seemed easy, but you know, he is just reminding me like everything I've been through or going through, he's been through and probably more, you know what I mean? So it's like a humbling, like understanding of just, you know, 
he, you know, just the advice he, he gives is so real and genuine, authentic, you know, it's just, I'm blessed really to be able to have him to, as a resource. So yeah, I've used him a lot and he's definitely helped me out. I was going to ask how, how often do you guys talk? Yeah. I mean, as often as you want, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like as often as it's not like we got meetings setting up every week for our calling. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's my godfather, he's my uncle. So like he's family dude. you know, so it's whenever. So yeah, I mean, he's always available. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 What, uh, how, how many pitches, what, how many pitches you up to? You been working on anything with this time or are you, uh, uh dude? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, really started to tighten up that breaking ball. It looks really good. Um, I really, I'm starting to rise the heater more. I'm sinking it too. So I'm really starting to get some good rise and, um, have a breaking ball off of that. And the slider with the sink, dude, and the changeup is just, you know, really good field pitch. So I'm working with probably five pitches right now. And, um, shoot, down and away heater is different than up and in heater. So, I mean, that's a different, you know, so it's like it's all putting together. I just really got to start that consistency, you know what I'm saying? That's what a pitcher is looking for. You have every pitch as much as you can. And the, if one's not working, hopefully the other one's working really good that day, you know what I'm saying? So um, it's more like that. Um, yeah, but, I mean, other than that, it's like, you know, that point where so you got to throw three sliders in a row to get a dude out. You want to be able to throw all three good sliders, you know what I mean? And maybe one of them out of the zone for strike three. You know what I mean? Kind of stuff like that rather than having one slip away from you out of the three. Just, like, keeping it tight, keeping that consistency. Who's who's the, the toughest hitter you faced so far in the MLB? That's a good question, dude. Um, I get that question a lot. I'd yeah. say, like, dude, DJ LeMay, who last year went off, and he was really good. He, I struggled every time I faced him. Uh, J.D. Martinez, another righty. Um, who was a lefty that gave me trouble? Um, Devers was nasty. Yeah. Um, let's see. Brantley's really good. And, yeah, those guys are good, man. Those, yeah. What What's it like um, playing for the Cleveland Indians organization? It's a, it's a blessing for real. I, I, mean, I don't think I could have really fallen into a better position as a person and player and – my position going into the draft, you know, it was like most perfect place for me to fall. The rehab uh, team, guys who, you know, um, strength strength training, you know, those guys who got me back from ground zero and basically like resurrected my career, you know, guys like that. Um, you know, they're so known for getting guys back after being injured and going through that and just having, like, the mental skills team even and, like, that network they have there and how close and connected we are is, like, it's like a real – it doesn't feel like it's a job, you know. It feels like a real connected community in the whole organization up to the front office. So I think, like, I feel blessed to be in this organization and they've taken amazing care of me. And, you know, I've given them my heart and soul and blood and sweat and tears. And so, like, you know, it's a, it's a cool uh, – Cool team, and then talk talk a little about about the coaching staff. I mean, I know I feel like every year there's some young player, or especially young pitcher, for the Indians that 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 you know kind of comes up and, and makes a name for themselves every year. Whether it's Shane, uh, Clevenger, TB, uh, just talk about that that coaching staff and what that what they've meant to you, dude. Uh, yeah, they're they're so cool, man. Everyone's so down to earth and just like. You don't feel like a little kid anymore, you know? You don't feel like college. You know, it's just like 
they let you be a grown man and take care of your stuff, you know, and you got Tito who's Terry Francona, man. Like yeah. that's insane, dude. So like growing up, even watching him and the see like what he's done in his career. And then I'm dapping him up before games. I'm going to pitch in now, you know, it's just crazy. So it's surreal for sure. I just seen him, uh, I was back in Cleveland picking up some things and he was, we were going to some smoothies. We were going to the same smoothie shop, dude, like juice, super juice spot. <laughs> he's pulling up on his moped, you know, Tito, he's like, Hey kid, you know? So dude, he's honestly the man. He actually was teammates with my uncle back in the minor leagues. And um, uncle Dan used to rub his, his gloves up for him. He's got this funny story. He's, he's like, man, he's like, I never played, but I had the nicest gloves. <laughs> so, <laughs> some joke he'd say, but dude, it's uh, it's pretty cool, man. That, the baseball community is so connected, you know what I mean? Especially when it gets to that level and, you know, just and Carl, the pitching coach and Ruben Niebla, who Ruben Niebla was a guy that was stuck by my side since I was drafted and, you know, kind of believed in me and was the last guy I talked to before I thought I wasn't going to pitch again mm -hmm just watched me really develop and now he's on the uh, big league staff so it's it's really cool I get to work with a guy that's watched me from literally when I was just starting out in pro ball and then now and I'm at, you know, in, the, in the big league so um it's a really cool cool system we got we got going that's awesome one yeah. thing I wanted to ask is uh so last year your first year at bigs was there any type of uh guess for lack of a better word hazing or joke did do they do anything with the with the rookies is there any any story you can give us on uh you know from from the guys what may have happened with you we well the rookies always had well so you know you you fly to whatever city you're playing in you get off the plane you hop right on a bus right there pulls up to you and got to make sure rookies got to make sure there's beer on the on the bus for the vets and whatever else and got to know what beers what guys you know, beers guys like and, uh, you know, all that stuff. And that's just like regular rookie roles and stuff. But, uh, yeah, one time we had to go on a plane wearing like a like a women's track suit, you know. Just like all <laughs> fun, dude. It was, it was fun. We, we made it like – yeah, made it cool, you know what I'm saying? I, I didn't want to like look dumb. Fun. I was like, dude, if I'm going to have to wear this, I'm like going to make it look sick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, I love it. Yeah. So, like, dude, it was cool. So, we did stuff like that. Um yeah, I mean, it was, dude, honestly, those guys are all about business. You know, everyone takes care of it. There's not there to joke around or really, like, disrespect anyone either. You know, it's all fun. But, you know, we were trying to win games, too. So, like, it was, yeah, it was cool. It was great. Yeah. yeah. I would think that although it's business, that there is an element that you're always trying to at least keep it a little loose. Um, you know, at at the end of the day, you have a job to do. Like, we all have a job to do. But there's those moments, like you just said, where you – where you, you know, can can let loose or have a little fun with something, laugh, and I think that's clearly important with any team or business or anything you got going on is to do those things. Yeah, agreed. Where, agreed. Who's outside of the pitchers? Who's a who's another guy on the team, position player that you kind of relate to the most or talk with the most? Yeah, I'm, I mean, or do you guys Merc just Mercado's my guy, dude? Mercado, he uh. Yeah, he ended up living with me for some of the season last year. Um, so he he's the homie. And, you know, Greg Allen, for sure. You know, Naquin, homie. All those dudes are like – my four favorite players, dude, is Frankie Lindor, Roberto Perez, Carlos Santana, Jose Ramirez. I got four favorite players and they're all on my team. You know what I mean? And then you got like <laughs> – yeah. 
my two favorite pitchers are Clem and Bieber. And it's like, they're on my team too. It's just so biased, obviously, to my teammates. But, dude, they are, like, my favorite players to watch. They're so fun and entertaining. And, dude, they're, like, their passion is, is dope. So, um, you know, I always – I can go to any of the guys on the team, and like Frankie and Berto and, you know, even Santana. Dude, those guys, like, they've given me some the most incredible advice. You know, just being young and things that, like, they've learned just when they were young. Do you, you know, they, they didn't – not everyone's brought into this league as a veteran, you know, so you got to go through, you know, some things as a rookie, you got to go through some things as a guy that's been in the league a little bit and you got to go through things as a veteran, you know, it's all different every time you go through it. But, you know, those, uh, yeah, those, those guys are super cool, dude. Uh, it's fun to play with. It's awesome. Yeah, Jeremy, you got anything else? If, if you didn't, I, I guess I was just going to ask <laughs> the final question of, you, you've told us your story, and that's kind of been the basis of everything we've been talking about. But um, for those out there, whether it's a high school pitcher, someone in college that, that wants to get to your level, I mean, what, what advice would you give them? I would just say, like, it's going to come down to you. You know what I mean? Like, you can't – no one can want it for you. You know what I mean? And um, you really got to hold yourself accountable. You know, it's like daily habits, like – you know, people think like there's that separation, but dude, when you really want to be the 1%, like you gotta, it's like you wake up and you're like, all right, I'm, I'm going to carry myself like a big leader. You know, like I gotta, I gotta hold myself accountable to my work ethic. I gotta, you know, I gotta take ownership in my weaknesses to get better at, you know what I'm saying? So there's always like, there's never like a shying away from, from something that's like uncomfortable, you know? So it's not, I'm not chasing uncomfortable, you know what I'm saying? At the same time, cause you want to like, still grow but if there's something that does come up that's uncomfortable like you know face it you know it's gonna come down to you no one's gonna want it for you so I'd say like you know like I was the most regular you know I mean it wasn't like I was throwing 99 or you know hit 500 you know I, I was just I was another guy so dude like you know there's it's really it really is possible you know like to really push through and, and find a way within yourself you know to go get whatever it is you want to get, you know what I mean? Whether it's a job or if it's a this point in your career, you know, but yeah, I, I just encourage people to stay true to themselves and, you know, don't mistake opinions for advice. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, just keep going for sure. I just had, unless Eric, if you uh, think okay. of those, some quick kind of more on the fun side questions since we've been getting a little serious here, but once yeah. it becomes opening day, and hopefully it's here, but who knows where the heck it is. Growing up as a kid, and even now, what are your favorite moments of opening day? What, what you just, what around the game, and what do you love mm. about opening day? Yeah, that's like, the opening day is just like good energy for everyone, you know what I mean? Everyone's like happy. No one's lost yet. No teams are in a lose. you know, like no one's having a losing season yet. No one's, you know, so it's all like good energy, and I mean, I remember being a kid and opening day for Little League, dude. We ride in the parade around town and um, walk, you know, with your team and sponsor, you know, with the banner out front. And we're cheering, like, baseball chants, you know, and just, like, it being the summer and hanging out with your boys and walking around and playing your first game that day. You know, you hoped you had a night game because it'd be the last game of the day so everyone's still there and the lights are on and you, your game's packed and it feels like a sick game, you know, stuff like that. Do you back in the middle? It gives me chills right now thinking about it. <laughs> it's crazy. 
Um, I think that's, that's always a question. I think a lot of people have different, uh, whether it's, you know, seeing someone out there cutting the grass or, I mean, it, it could be the smallest thing. I, yeah. Back to when I was playing a long time ago in high school and stuff, like, <laughs> you, you know, uh, just those little things of them lining the feet. I don't know. It's just something yeah. baseball's like no other, like the, the, uh, my stepbrother's actually a ground screw guy for the Hartford team, the yard goats. Oh yeah. Yeah. Stuff. And just seeing what he does, like cutting the field and, and lining the, like it just, like you it's just passion, said, it gives, yeah, it gives you goosebumps. It's getting a field. Yeah. It's like incredible. And, and uh, yeah. seeing the sprinkler and water going on, it's, it's yeah, it not, like nothing else. Um, yeah. Why it's America's pastime. Uh, what what uh do you have a song that you're gonna go with once once we get go- going your your song that you're gonna come out to do you have anything yet or oh uh, man i got i got some cooking i don't want to spoil it yet okay wanna, all right keep it safe yeah man i gotta keep that vibe right i don't want to give you the early early deets yet dude yeah. if, uh, <laughs> if you could pick one starter to go win you an opening day game who would it be like who's still playing today or was doesn't it like, matter doesn't matter anybody oh that's a really good one. Um, Opening I'm day or like, game seven? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, let's go with game. Let's go with game seven. Yeah, let's go with game, game seven. Game I'm going, with, dude. Kurt Schilling, dude. You need a dub. <laughs> Kurt Schilling, go out there and bleed for you. He'll die for you out there, dude. I, <laughs> yeah, he, dude. I'd go with Schilling, dude. It's good. It's <laughs> a good. It's a good one. It's a good one. Oh, yeah. Well, hey Zach, this was this was great stuff. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on with us. Um, I really think I speak for both of us. Like, we need it. You need it. I think mm-hmm. the, the country needs uh, sports and specifically, and I think mm-hmm. in our world, baseball to be back. It's just mm-hmm. not going to be summer without baseball. Yep. Um, so, you know, all the best to you uh, this coming year. And, yeah. To, to the tribe. Uh, I mean, we're hopefully both we'll there. see you at the corner a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll be waving to you from the districts with a couple yeah, bud lights. Can't there. wait to get back there. I know it's two huge Indians, lifelong Indians fans, yeah. and Cleveland natives. Eric and I like. It's just we need. I think we all need it back. So uh, you know, it's great hearing your story again, and and uh, I think it provides a lot of people out there with like, hey. You know, if I if I really work hard at this, then I at least give myself a shot. It's tough, mm-hmm. uh, clearly, but it's uh, it's great stuff to hear. So thank you again for joining us, and, and best of no luck. Doubt. I appreciate you guys, man. Thanks for having me too. Thanks. See you guys. See ya.